Welcome to this podcast. This is a portion of enjoyment from the Holy Word for Morning Revival for today, week 2 day 3 on the topic of, Living and Serving According to God's Economy Concerning the Church, 2023 Fall International Training for Elders and Responsible Ones. The title for this sharing of enjoyment is, The Glory of God is Involved with Christ's Incarnation, Living, Death, and Resurrection. We hope you enjoy this sharing and we welcome any feedback, leave us a comment. When we speak of the Gospel of the Glory of the Blessed God, we need to see that the glory of God is involved with Christ's incarnation, human living, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, and coming again. Amen. May the Lord have mercy on us that we drop our concepts and turn our heart to the Lord to see Him face to face so that we may be infused with Him and reflect Him, thus being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, 2 Corinthians 3 16-18. Amen. As believers in Christ, we need the Gospel preached to us not only initially, for our salvation, but throughout our Christian life, the Gospel is not just of grace, forgiveness of sins, and salvation but even more, it is of glory. The Gospel is of glory, there is glory shining in and through the Gospel. The Gospel is actually the shining out of God. But for us to see this shining, we need to have our heart turned to the Lord, and any veil that is on our eyes needs to be removed. Simply by living in this world, even by living at home among our family members, we become veiled, for there are so many things that veil us to hinder us from seeing and appreciating Christ. Therefore, we need to come to the Lord again and again to touch Him, and the first thing we need to do is take His mercy to be unveiled. The veils are our concepts and so many things that cover us to hinder us from seeing the Lord. We may enjoy a particular sport, and as we practice it, though it is recreational, at the end of our practice, we are veiled. We may love to take a walk, but at the end of the lovely walk in nature, we are more veiled than at the beginning. We need to turn our heart to the Lord again and again. It is possible for us even to be in the meetings of the church and have a veil on our eyes. The gospel is spoken, Christ is ministered, but nothing gets into us because we can't see, we are veiled. It is the Lord's mercy that He would expose the veils that cover us. It is His mercy and grace that cause us to cooperate with Him to turn our heart to Him and be willing to drop our concepts. We don't know what is in the depths of our being, we pick up so many things throughout our life, concepts about life, raising our children, having a family life, doing things in the right way, practicing the church life in the proper way, speaking in the meeting in a particular way, what it is to prophesy as a practice, etc. Though these things are not inherently evil but rather spiritual, it is easy for our concepts, even our spiritual concepts, to veil us. Oh, may we pray for the Lord's mercy to turn our heart to Him and to drop our concepts, so that we can see the divine revelation and behold the living Christ in glory, beholding Him and reflecting Him like a mirror. The glory of God is involved with Christ's incarnation, human living, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, and coming again. When we read the Gospels and the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning Christ, we see one particular matter, the glory of God is involved with all the processes Christ went through. The whole of the New Testament is needed to expound this, but the glory of God is involved with the incarnation of Christ, the human living of Jesus, the crucifixion of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, His ascension, and His coming again. Even more, the glory of God is involved with the coming New Jerusalem. In this article, we will do our best to point out some of the key verses that show us this matter. May we be unveiled, having our heart turned to the Lord and dropping our concepts, so that we may see the glory of God being involved with Christ in all the processes He went through. Through incarnation, the Word became flesh, and the glory of God was concealed in His humanity. John 1 1 says that the Word was with God in the beginning, and the Word was God, v. 14 further says that the Word became flesh, and the disciples beheld His glory. When we speak of the Lord's incarnation, we need to realize that not only did God become man and the infinite God was brought into the finite man, but the divine glory was incarnated and concealed in this one. 
as the second of the divine trinity, Christ possessed the divine glory from eternity past. When he became a man, his glory was concealed, constrained, and packed into, zipped into, his humanity. He was constrained in what he wanted to do and what he wanted to express, for the divine glory was concealed in his flesh. Christ's humanity through his incarnation became a shell to conceal the glory of his divinity. Not many saw his glory, but there were three disciples, Peter, James, and John, who saw his glory on the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17 2. On the mountain of Transfiguration, the Lord unzipped himself to show a glimpse of the divine glory concealed within the shell of his humanity. Wow! The glory of God is involved with Christ's incarnation, it was concealed in his flesh, for by becoming flesh, God was limited. Throughout his life, he desired to release this divine glory, the fire of the divine life, into so many people, but it was only when he went through death and resurrection that this was possible. When Jesus was on earth, others saw him, and they saw God being expressed. They saw the son of a carpenter, but this one manifested God in such a normal way. He did not stand out because of his stature, figure, or anything outwardly but because of the divine glory being expressed through him in a limited way. He was the only begotten of the Father, and the glory of his divinity was concealed within the shell of his humanity, the shell of his flesh. The divine glory is nothing but God himself expressed. God was expressed through Jesus Christ, but in a limited way, for this one was concealed, hidden, in the shell of his humanity. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for your incarnation. Praise you for becoming a man to bring God into man and man into God. Praise you for putting on humanity and therefore concealing the glory of your divinity. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ is the Word of God becoming flesh, and in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Lord, we see your glory in your humanity. Thank you for being willing to be limited in the expression of God's glory throughout your human life and living on earth. Praise you, Lord Jesus. In His life and work, the Lord Jesus sought not His own glory but the Father's glory. Throughout His living on earth, the Lord Jesus lived one with the Father, expressing the Father, doing what the Father told Him to do, and seeking the glory of the Father. In His life and work, the Lord Jesus did not seek His own glory but the glory of the One who sent Him, John 7 18, 8 50, 54. Here was a man who, though he was God becoming man, did not seek his own glory. He didn't speak of himself, for he didn't seek his own glory, he spoke what he heard from the Father, seeking the Father's glory. Christ could have just sought his own glory and obtained a great kingdom for himself, and there would have been nothing wrong outwardly with that. But he chose to be limited, constrained, and constricted, and he chose to seek the glory of God. Because he sought the glory of God, God glorified him. He never glorified himself, rather, the Father glorified him. He was constantly seeking the glory of the one who sent him. He wanted God to be glorified, this is the pattern of the first God-man, and we should follow him to live this way. We should seek not our own glory but the glory of God, that is, we should seek that all glory would go to God, not to a man or an organization. All self-glory is vain, we should not seek self-glory, for it will quickly deceive us. Seeking our own glory corrupts us, we should seek the Lord's glory. How wonderful it is to see that the glory of God is involved with the Lord's human life and work on earth, for He sought the glory of the Father in all things. The glory of Christ's divinity was released through the breaking of the shell of His humanity by His death. The glory of God is involved with the death of Christ, for something tremendous happened in His death. Throughout His life, the Lord desired to be baptized with a baptism and to cast fire on the earth, this was the baptism of His death so that He could cast the fire of His divine life, the divine glory, on the earth. In John 12:23, he said, The Lord said that it's time for him to be glorified, and he continued by saying that he has to go through death and resurrection in order to be glorified. 
Christ fell into the ground as the unique grain of wheat and died, and in his death, his human shell was broken for the release of the divine life, the divine glory. The glory of Christ's divinity was released through the breaking of the shell of his humanity by his death. When he died on the cross, his humanity was broken, the shell was cracked open, and his divinity, his divine life, was released. The release of the divine life in resurrection was his glorification. The Lord desired to be released from the constraint of the shell of his flesh, and he did this by going to the cross to die. When he fell into the ground and died, death released him from his human shell. Christ's incarnation caused the divine glory of God to be concealed in the flesh of Christ. However, through the death of Christ on the cross, his glory was released for the producing in his resurrection of the many grains. Hallelujah! For us as human beings, death is an ugly and sad matter, for the Lord Jesus, he was looking forward to it, for he knew that his death would release the glory of God concealed within the shell of his flesh. As a man, the Lord was in agony and prayed earnestly concerning taking the cup of his death, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down upon the ground, Luke 22 41-44. But as God incarnated, he wanted to break through the shell of his humanity and release the fire of the divine life, the glory of God's divinity, so that many would be regenerated to become children of God. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for being willing to go through death so that the shell of your humanity may be broken and the glory of your divinity would be released. Thank you for dying on the cross not only for our sins and to reconcile us to God but even more, to release the glory of your divine life. Wow, Lord, grant us to see such a high and uplifted view of the death of Christ. Praise the Lord, we now can be regenerated to be the many sons of God, the many grains, who have received the released and imparted divine life of Christ through His death and resurrection. Praise the Lord. Christ was glorified in His resurrection. The glory of God is involved with Christ's resurrection, for in His resurrection, Christ was glorified by God, Luke 24-26, John 7-39, 17-5, Acts 3-13, 1 Pet. 1-21. The glory the Bible speaks of here is not the outward glory from man, the lifting up of a person above all others for men to applaud and worship. Rather, Christ was glorified in His resurrection by releasing His divine life into the many believers in Christ to regenerate them and make them the many sons of God, part of His corporate expression. The Lord prophesied concerning this in type in John 12:23-24, where He said that, for Him to be glorified, He had to fall into the ground and die for the release of the divine life, and in resurrection He would be glorified to impart this divine life into the many believers in Christ. Only three people beheld the glorified Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration, now, after His resurrection, millions can see Him being glorified. Christ today is no longer in a shell, the shell of His humanity, He has come out of the shell and has been glorified. Praise the Lord! The Father was pleased with this one, He approved His life and work, and He raised Him from the dead, glorifying Him above all. Christ sought the glory of God when He was on earth, knowing that the Father will glorify Him with the glory that He had before He was incarnated, John 17 1, 5. Now in His resurrection, God made Him Lord and Christ, Lord of all and the Christ, full of glory. Hallelujah! Such a one now lives in us to be our hope of glory, Christ in us is the hope of glory, for even as He was glorified, so we will also be glorified, Colossians 1:27. He cut the way into glory and He leads many sons into glory so that, where He is, that we would also be. Hallelujah! What a Christ we have! We were all regenerated in the resurrection of Christ from the dead, 1 Pet. 1-3, for in His resurrection, Christ imparted and dispensed His divine life into millions of believers in Christ, thus being glorified by being multiplied for the Father to be glorified. What a glory this is to God! Praise you, Lord Jesus, for your resurrection. Hallelujah, 
In his resurrection Christ was glorified by the Father with the divine glory that he had before he was incarnated. Praise the Lord, we all were regenerated in the resurrection of Christ to be the many sons of God, the corporate expression of God in glory. Wow, Lord, thank and praise you for your resurrection. A real man has been glorified, entering the divine glory, and he cut the way into glory. Thank you, Lord, for being in us as the hope of glory. Take us on with you in the process of God's organic salvation until we are fully glorified even as you are. Christ was glorified in his ascension, he was crowned with glory and honor. After his resurrection, Christ entered into his ascension, in his ascension, Christ was further glorified by the Father. The glory of God is involved with Christ's ascension, for in his ascension Christ crossed the river and entered into God's glory, where he is crowned with glory and honor, Hebrews 2 9-10, 6 19-20, 9-24. This is something beyond our capacity to comprehend, but the Bible is clear concerning this. Yes, Christ was glorified in his resurrection by the release of the divine life to gain an increase for the Father's glory. But in his ascension, Christ entered into the glory of God, and God crowned him with glory and honor. Christ was always the Lord of glory in eternity past, because he was God himself. But as a man, he needed to be glorified, so he went through a predetermined process in order for God to glorify him. He took the lead as the captain of our salvation, he led the charge, crossing that river, entering that veil. Now Christ as a man is the Lord of glory in the heavens. Wow, a man is now in glory, being glorified by God and being seated on the throne, far above all things. Yes, God rules and reigns, He is sovereign over all things, and He arranges all things, including the whole universe and our personal universe. But at the same time, there is a man on the throne, Jesus Christ is the man in the glory, the God-man on the throne. He has cut the way into glory, and His life is now for us. And as such a one, He dispenses and transmits what He is into us, including His heavenly life and nature, his capacity to bear sufferings and persecution, and his power of resurrection and ascension. Today we as believers in Christ are the body of this wonderful, glorious head, and we are his reproduction. We follow in his footsteps, we are following the Lord into glory. Every day we are in the process of being glorified until we're one with him, even like him, on the throne. How glorious! We can open to him, fellowship with him, and ask him to make us the same as he is. Hallelujah, there is a man in the glory. Praise the Lord, in his ascension Christ was glorified by the Father God. Praise you, Lord, for crossing the river and entering into God's glory. Now you are crowned with glory and honor, being enthroned far above all things. You are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. We praise you and we worship you as the God-man who cut the way into glory, being enthroned by God far above all. Hallelujah, his life is for us. Amen, Lord, dispense more of your life into us so that we may grow in life and be glorified, even be brought to the throne where you are. Keep us in the process of being glorified with your glory today. The Lord Jesus as the Son of Man will come in the glory of the Father. The glory of God is involved with Christ's return, for when He returns, the Lord as the Son of Man will come in the glory of the Father, Matt. 16:27, Luke 21:27. Even in His return, glory is involved. This has not happened yet, but it is our glorious hope that one day, Christ will return. When the Lord will come again, He will come in glory, even the glory of the Father. Everyone will see Him, He will come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He will repay each man according to His doings. We will all see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. We don't know what we will be when He returns, but we know that we will be like Him, for we will see Him even as He is, 1 John 3 2. If we remain in the process of God's organic salvation, cooperating with the Lord to be daily saved in life and be transformed in our soul, 
the Lord will make us the same as He is even in His glory when He returns. Hallelujah, what a glorious hope we have! What a glorious destiny awaits us! In the new Jerusalem for eternity, Christ will shine God with the glory of God through the holy city. The glory of God is involved with the new Jerusalem also, for in the new Jerusalem for eternity, Christ as the Lamb is the lamp, shining with God as the light to illuminate the holy city with the glory of God, Revelation 21 11, 23, 22-5. Wow, for eternity we will be in glory, being in God's expression and even being part of God's expression. We will become the new Jerusalem, where there's no natural light, God is the light shining through Christ as the lamp, and we as the city will diffuse, express, and magnify God to the whole universe. Today we are in the process of being glorified little by little, day by day, by being saved from our self-likeness and self-expression for the expression of God. And one day we will be there, part of that new Jerusalem, part of the glorious expression of God for eternity. The light of God will shine not only through Christ but also through all of us. We are the chosen, redeemed, regenerated, transformed and glorified men who are built together to become the holy and glorious expression of God through the process of His divine dispensing of His life and nature into us day after day. Hallelujah!